Hello, friends and family out there. At the dinner table, pull up a chair because we're about to sit down for some hot digs. Super Friends Super Show, issue number 161. Your super friends once again are here to join you. This bountiful supply of superhero friends and family gatherings and big bowls of whatever is your favorite food. It's like the the scene and hook where you think of your favorite food and there it is right there in front of you. That is the show, except we get to select what the menu is, so you really don't get to imagine what the, your favorite food is. We've already selected it for you, Sean Dwyer. Sean Brennan, Adam Patterson, Sean Brennan's ready to say something. Do you think there's a poor kid who doesn't have a favorite food oh. and is still hungry? Is he still listening? Probably. Yeah, they're just... Yeah, because they have computers, but not food. That's right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I imagine the show is is being played in some type of, like, tyrannical um, type of, like, communist country where they play this over state media, <laughs> over state news, this, our, this podcast, and they have to listen to it. And it's a very poor, like, basically North Korea. I imagine this is, like, the dinner this hour is, podcast for, for, did, did for you ever, Korea. Did you ever see um, The Men Who Stare Goats, you know, where they where they torture their people by playing Barney and putting strobe yeah. lights on after, yes. after sleep deprivation? What's yeah, I can point? see the same sort of thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, although Sean, whenever, whenever you do your intro, I always think of myself as like a Baptist parishioner mm. and I just, I just want to say, mm-hmm, oh yeah, <laughs> you know it, That's you right. know, oh, just right. when you talk about food, be like, uh-huh, you, mm. you can, <laughs> the floor is open to you for that interpretation, Adam Patterson. I think an equally good analogy <laughs> is if you we're all in a car and when I do my, my big uh, intros, it's like I take, uh, like I'm Neo and I'm. I take like a handkerchief and I tie it around my, my face and I just start driving into traffic <laughs> without being able to see. And you're just clutching the, your, into your, your seat there and just praying that we just get say, out the mm-hmm, other side. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm, also, praise God. <laughs> praise mm-hmm. God. That's, that's <laughs> praise also God. a good way of approaching it. We all survived here on the opposite end of that <laughs> glorious intro, that bountiful intro. Hopefully you're as hungry as I was when I started it. I actually, I skipped dinner. That's probably why my, probably my why intro you, was did, so fueled. Did you really it. skip dinner? Yeah. Oh, man. You can't I, do that. So no. now so now our conversations will eventually lead to food. I yeah. like this. Always, Everything at the end of this, like, con- this. like every sentence gonna, is going to end somehow with food the, the oh, fat yeah. kid within me is is rejoicing <laughs> that's right and the fat kid within me is also rejoicing actually the fat kid within me has has grown three sizes because <laughs> on on the way home we took a trip uh to pittsburgh which as i mentioned uh we we saw black panther in the theater uh prior to my trip i said oh yes i'm about to visit the wakanda of the northeast which is pittsburgh and yeah this that, past yeah, weekend yeah Yep. And uh, on the way back, we stopped at all of the fast food places, and I Wait, feel really gross. Did, did you at least stop at the Ketchup Factory in Pittsburgh? Mm, I missed that. The Heinz Factory? The Heinz Ketchup Factory. I say, and you know, on the way, you could stop off at the Hershey's Chocolate Factory. That is that's true. One we, that's one we haven't gone to yet. We've been to Pittsburgh a couple times. Buffalo is a pretty uh, short drive from. That's where, we, when we're on our downtime, when we are not launched into outer space in the satellite of free love, we, uh, we, we settle in in, in Buffalo. And it's about a three and a half hour trip over to Bu- over to how, Pittsburgh. How, how long has love been free? Because my bank account is capped. <laughs> well, you know what? Your stipend's coming. Your stipend filled with love is coming. Absolutely. And that is something. Speaking of what's coming ahead, we've had a past weekend of love and stipends. Stipends. So that many stipends. Have yet to hit our bank account because we saw stuff. And we've just yet to be uh, to really kind of take in uh, the full uh, emotional weight of what we just saw. Black Panther finally hit the the theaters this past week, and it is doing so well 
yeah, box office wise, critically, that right now, God, this is the 18th film in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for those of you who are apparently still listening to us on state news and have not had a chance to go out and watch any of the MCU programs. Uh, this is your initiation for that, I imagine. Uh, so for the uninitiated, right, so this is their 18th film, and they seem to be getting better and better and better. As opposed to it's kind of tapering off a little bit, the MCU films, you get the last couple of uh, outings, you've had Spider-Man Homecoming, you've had this, Guardians of but the Galaxy they, I say, 2. But, they, but they've been the standalones, right. and they haven't been the mix. And on top of it, this is the first film that has a political message to right. it. Right. And I, quite frankly, think that the reason that this has become so popular is because of Trump. Because Trump called Africa a shithole. He did. And and therefore, I was like, well, let's go see the movie. Because well, He didn't uh, just call Africa. About. He called all right. African countries yeah. a right. shithole. And, and Haiti. Wakanda and I would think, not be. I think Jamaica and a couple other yeah. other nations like that. Yeah. 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 It was. I, I honestly loved it when people were posting stuff on Facebook. Like, first true black Marvel movie. And then it's like Blade. And everyone just forgets about Wesley Snipes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those movies I've, were... Everyone forgets but Wesley nobody Snipes. Nobody knew it was... Okay, first off, nobody knew it was a comic book movie. Right. It was never billed as such. And second, is it's not... He, Blade was not introduced in, like, Howard the Duck yeah. 10 years <laughs> earlier, right? <laughs> Are you talking about the Blackula of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? wasn't introduced in he Howard was, the was, Duck. Right, he was, he was not introduced in, in a movie or two prior, so therefore we didn't have this, you know, big, big uh, forte lead in, and I was like, ah, or foreshadowing, I should say. Do you think there's room for Marvel's Blackula into the actual true cinematic MCU? I really hope not, because I feel like you're moving into, like, something terrifying like Warcraft or what, whatever <laughs> else, where all of a sudden it takes away, wait a minute, now we're where have vampires been for 18 flipping <laughs> movies right. and why has nobody and why is why is the secret vampire society that rules all of the world and blade is out there to protect and save humanity how has this never come on the radar through 18 films if it were the Very dc universe i would say we would have we would have uh, come across some vampires but most of the mcu stuff because it's bright and cheery takes place during the day so we don't encounter vampires nope, as much. See, there you go okay. there's your there reason you go. there's your reason plus i think any movie that really took place uh, comic book movie superhero movie took that took place before like 2002 really doesn't count and I, I know people are like oh, Blade is the first, you know, African American. Like, no, no, it wasn't. It, those, any movie that took place before two thousand two, as far as being just, exist. just really is really not in continuity as far as the overall discussion, someone, the real discussion. Someone had put on a T shirt for like the eighteen Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. They put the Hulk, the Edward Norton one, and I'm like, yeah. why would you put that in it there? Exists. That's not in continuity. It is. It is in continuity. No, it's what? Sure, no, that absolutely is, that's in continuity. Sure, they recast. Um, the 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 main character, the Hulk, but the uh, one of the villains from that film, um, what was his name? The the one general he was in, General Ross. General Ross. Said, Thank you, General Ross. He was in Civil War. He was the person who uh, who addressed the the Avengers with the uh, the. The, the accords yeah the rec- and then i'm like that's not that's not with it. the with the special accords so he again again was it was a character who was introduced it was, it was the same actor as that uh edward norton uh hulk film so yeah definitely in continuity not they kind of and also tony stark was in that film he was in one of the extra credit scenes oh yeah he film. was so that film is in continuity it was kind of their their uh their preseason 
kind of like just kind of checking to make sure that everyone knows the offense and no one get no one got hurt and uh okay. except for edward norton is that for yeah. edward norton actually let's be honest here he came away with like a writing cred right. and an acting cred he he came away doing pretty well yeah but that's that's the reason he, he gave up was or because he didn't get the writing cred that he thought he deserved he didn't he didn't get all the accolades right. because he wrote most of the movie you said yeah he, he did he did a lot more work like producership wise on the on the film than you know they gave him credit for maybe he should just you know be happy Maybe he should. Maybe he should. He sold, but. he really sold low on his stock as far as the MCU. He got out before things really started to like. Right. Because it was very much, you know, people have come out and said, God, uh, I forget, uh, the, the actor who, who played the, the villain in the Iron Man movie. Uh, so, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Jeff there Daniels. you go. No, it's not Jeff Daniels. God, no, Jeff Daniels not. is from from Dumb and Dumber. Right. Hold on. Iron Man uh, villain, challenge. Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Jeff, okay, so Jeff Bridges, <laughs> who was involved and of course in Iron Man the first Iron Man movie in 2008 yeah. and of course as you mentioned the Incredible Hulk movie came out before that but in those early days he was like god this is like a student film they didn't have as much money to work with they were kind of like it was like its own independent studio it wasn't really something that took off and was then just part of the it was just kind of they let them do their own thing yeah. they didn't own of course any they they didn't own any of the big characters they were just trying to make something work and obviously they were able to the, the idea of, of that eventually leading to the Avengers at that point was really a pipe dream. Oh, yeah, it was so, so far off. Edward Norton, I imagine, was probably very frustrated in, the, in those early, early days because he couldn't see down the road how big this was going to be. No, no, you so see, I, I think Edward Norton is, is a consummate actor, an amazing yes. actor. Yes. Very much like Denzel Washington. And as such, I feel like he just embodies his, the role he plays and he became hulky. And he, he just became angry. <laughs> and, and as such, he's like, I'm done. Rah! You know, and and he went off and and was brooding. <laughs> he just he jumped through the ceiling. And yeah, exactly. He's like Rah! in Texas. <laughs> I'm done. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> you know, the MCU is now 18 years old. Now it's incredibly. It's crazy. It's in, it's it's something that is a feat that they have achieved can, at this point. It's adult going off to college. It yeah, has, that's it right. Has really bright dreams ahead. We you can, know, it's 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 gathering its debt, but it's okay because there's another 30 years. <laughs> yeah, to pay it no, off. we can talk about things that we can never we never used to be able to talk about. But we're Power 18 Strain. movies deep now in the MCU, and yeah. Black Panther, I would say, is definitely one of their stronger films. You could probably put it for me. I would put it up in the top four in the MCU films, and it they're is. just getting stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger and you wonder you know a couple of years ago i'm like oh maybe black panther is going to be the tipping point you know it'll be it's a property that people are not very familiar with uh at that point it's going to be 18 films in at that point you could see this being maybe the beginning of the end as far as finally the mcu starts to lose lose steam oh my god this was the fourth biggest uh or second biggest four-day opening of all time they opened at over a three-day weekend 202 million dollars now for people who aren't as familiar with what that means as far as opening weekend. If you um, open over $100 million, you're doing very well. Yeah. If you're opening over 150, holy cow. And if you're over 200 million, between 200 million and 250 million, you're in Star Wars, The Force Awakens territory. Yeah. Now or my, Avengers territory. I was going to say, and mind you, like Deadpool, which was the right. highest grossing opening right. film in February, only opened at 132. Exactly. It's insane. Um, I really think that this was the best first one of the best first marvel movies like that in the very first um gardens of the galaxy those two are probably the best first films out of the gate sure that sure. marvel has ever done 
So this film obviously is is getting uh, wonderful acclaim among the the, the critical community. Uh, the critics right now, I think this film's at 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. And God, I went over and I shouldn't have, but oh, the, no. the audience score is at like 74%. But if you look, God, you can't, but I feel, really do feel like there, and I've, I've heard about this and read about this, that there are a lot of contingents out there who are trying to rally people to um, deliver bad scores for the um, Rotten Tomatoes audience score, because you don't have to have any you know credibility whatsoever yeah. to to uh, or even prove that you've seen the movie to <laughs> give us a, a score and that was one of the things that really hurt the force awakens i'm sorry not the force awakens um the the last jedi was the fact that it had like a 93 percent critical score but like a 50 percent audience score but you don't need any credibility to lodge an audience score so i don't god i went back and i read some of the reviews for the black panther people are just like piece of trash and that's it yeah, that's one it. star that's one it. star uh, and like it's not even it's god you can't take the audience score as much as i want to say is is i don't want just everything being decided as far as whether or not a movie is good or bad by just the critics audience members should have a say you almost can't unless you have some type of credibility well there was also the idea that there are dc fanboys right. going online to bash yeah, it for some reason that's right. and i don't know why any dc fanboy has any ground to be like, those films are trash. Right. Our films are better. Exactly. Question mark. I, I didn't understand it. Yeah, that's, there's I, a I large think, group of that too. I, th- I think it's just there's bringing it back to food. It's like <laughs> Iwaspoisoned.com yes. is, is, a, is a website that you can actually go on there and start like saying to places like, I was poisoned there. And that's how Chipotle was, uh, was outed for having food poisoning a couple years ago. Uh, because there were enough people saying it that people started investigating. I like this. I like, like this. Oh, website. wait a minute. Um, but it, it's it's also one of those double edged swords where you know people can just go on and be like, oh yeah, it's poison there. Yep. And be like, no, you weren't. Oh yeah, nothing, nothing I was happened. Oh yeah, to prove oh yeah. Me, me and my eighteen friends, we we all said we were poisoned. So ha, it's funny to sink a business, right? Yeah, it's super funny. It's super <laughs> funny. I can't get enough of hearing those types of stories. So, God, it's really – I love to see how well this film is doing and how well critics are receiving it. And it hurts me to see that 74% because I know the reason – even though everything else is so warm and good yeah. with, with, with regards to the uh, overall performance of this film, somehow that just kind of sticks in my paw. Uh, the that seventy four percent my 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 Black Panther paw as it were that seventy four percent and I but I know what's causing it I just can't ever enjoy anything that's true so we went to go see it yeah we at did a, at a film um, theater location where they where they screen these things and they even uh, had the old seats at the old seats which I prefer that's right and you brought one home as a souvenir yeah no I took it you I took literally it. took it with me <laughs> because. Because they're doing renovations. Because they need the new seats. <laughs> they had said they're doing re- renovations, and I talked to the four cops, and they're like, well, you know, we're on security guards, and we're just getting paid overtime, but you know what? If you want to do that, don't let us get us get in your way. And then they looked at, like, a, a darker couple, and they're like, we got to follow them. Right. We got to follow them. And I'm like, whew, good news. Racism. Still alive. Still alive in America. And Patterson, you did not want to get wrapped up in 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 the perhaps racial um, thundercloud. So you stayed far away from the movie screening. You didn't want, just in case something went down, you did not want to be in 
people rose up. That's, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's no, right. This, this is the exact I, reason, right? Yeah, that's that's the, that's the reason I didn't go see the movie was, me, was because of my fear of racial violence within America. <laughs> that's right. Adam Patterson, you stay home most nights because of him. Because of my fear of, of racial yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair is all on end. <laughs> but it was quite an outing before I even got in my seat. For me, yeah, I went to go purchase tickets beforehand on Fandango. This is not a plug. No, this, this is, not. is not a plug. This is not a plug. And I usually go to the Maple Ridge, which is a fancy luxury. That's the AMC, theater. correct? That's the AMC. That's the AMC, right? So I usually go there, and when I get my tickets ahead of time over at Fandango, and I go over to the kiosk and I swipe my card, and it's says, "Oh, hey, we know you. Here are your tickets, pal. Come on in." And no problem. I'm in and out five seconds. I do, try to do the same thing. They have a kiosk over at the Regal where we went for this one. And I slip my card and they're like, no, nah, we don't recognize you. Don't recognize you. You're going to have to go see a, a teller person, a person at the box office to to get you your, your tickets. I'm like, all right, that's weird. I go over to the box office and it's like this 17-year-old kid. And this is like his third day. He's very overwhelmed. <laughs> He's like, this movie's doing so well. More people came on here. Why am I on the opening? Why am I on opening day? Weekend? Right. So I go, I'm like, hey, buddy. Um, hey, buddy. I got my... My credit card here. I'm just simply trying to pick up my credit, my my card, my tickets using this card because I bought them through Fandango. I, I slid them. They said that my, there's something wrong. I needed to show you my card so I can pick up my tickets. Here you go. He's like, well, what is that for? I'm like, it's for Black Panther. How many tickets? Two. He's like, oh, great. And he swiped my card. I'm like, huh. He's like, oh, there you go. I'm like, wait, did you just... You just bought two... You just charged my card <laughs> two more tickets. He's like, oh, yeah, wait, did you want me to what? And so he's like, oh, I can't give you a refund. So I have two tickets from Fandango that I can't access. Two more tickets <laughs> that he's just purchased for me. So I had to go around and I had to go to the customer service desk. And the guy was nice enough, but like, God almighty, just step one. And How people, did this end? starting their jobs are terrible. I know. Horrible people. I know. He's like, oh, sorry, I, I can't give you a refund right here. So I had to go... Uh, it got sorted out, but like I was afraid I was gonna, I was gonna miss the the beginning of the movie, and I missed a little bit of the movie. Yeah, and I still I missed at this point. Again, this is always happening to me. I was running late, and I hadn't eaten dinner, and I was planning on going to the snack bar and getting some dinner. And so now I'm rushing, and I'm, I don't have a lot of time. And there's a ton of people in line, and I saw a kid, a townie from from high school. I didn't townies, like, but we were like both in the musical department together, and we kind of knew each other. But I'm like, oh, I saw him in the corner of my eye. I hope he doesn't see me, and because he's the kind of person who will come up to hey, me, Sean. Yeah, and then like, <laughs> even though we haven't seen each other in 15 years, and we weren't friends, he will come up to me and ask how I've been. How have you been? Do you want some nacho, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> and so. We're standing, and I'm just trying to, like, quickly get through a line. No cuts? It's very – no cuts. No cuts. And trying to quickly get through a line, and there's, like, five or six rows um, of people, you know, side by side by side. They have, like, five or six registers open. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, all right, well, we're getting really close here. And on my left, I see him in my peripheral division. I'm like, oh, crap. Do not say anything, Josh Keller. Do not say – Josh Keller. Oh, wow. Name drop, Josh, well, he's not listening. He's not in North Korea. Because I just ran into him, so I know for a fact. <laughs> He's not listening to state-sponsored news. So I see it on my peripheral. He's in the line right next to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just look forward. He's not going to see me. It's been 15 years. Why would he – what does he have to say to me at this point? And I just want to get into the, to see this film. Still like Milk Dog, Sean? <laughs> and I hear, Sean. I'm like, oh, no. There's a thousand Seans. I don't have to turn around. Anytime I hear the name Sean, I don't have to turn around. I have yeah, no obligation. It, it could have been me. 
It could right. It, as far as I know, it could have been Sean Brennan, who was yep. who's soon to be in the same theater. And he goes, Dwyer. I'm like, oh, great. Hi, Josh. How are you, man? So I turn to my left, right? I turn to my left, and there's a little bit of a space between me and the person right in front of me in line. And I turn to 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 greet Josh Keller to my left and Josh Kelly to my left. doesn't matter. could be one. It could be either one. doesn't matter. I don't know why I have to be very accurate with what the name is. And we're talking. And of course the conversation went exactly as I thought it would. I have no, nothing to say to this kid. He had nothing to say to me. There's no reason why we need to be having a conversation. And as I turned to the left within that, that moment, someone, this 13 year old kid cuts right in front of me and his mother who is on her phone Kind of just kind of like uh, following, trailing her son without looking up from her phone. Just cuts in front of me too. And when I turn back, there they are. They're in front of me. And I'm a white person. And they are black people. And this is a big event for that community. And I'm seeing a person I haven't seen in 15 years. And I don't want the first impression of him that he's getting of me in 15 years to be this crazy person who yells at black people on their special day. And so... They're in front of me, and I'm like, I'm freaking out because this is the kind of person I am in, in just in regular life. I do not stand for people cutting in front of people. I will yell at a person. Um, but so I'm in it. I'm I'm trying to, you know, all the while I'm seeing Josh's mouth move, and I don't care. I'm rate. I'm 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 a fire on the inside. I'm I'm a burning fire, and I can't yell at these people. I can't. Uh, I don't know what to do. So Sean Brennan then comes comes finally around and i he gets my ticket and i give give him his ticket and everything kind of it's fine everything kind of plays out as it should but that was even before the movie so like you're you're fine adam probably staying home and this this is why i don't come out (laughs) all these emotional turmoil and so we get to see the movie and it was a fine movie going experience i thought it was good i really enjoyed it you grabbed some great seats i grabbed some great seats those are some great seats i gotta let you know that and I got some uh, some really crunchy fries, yeah, and chicken uh, fingers. I honestly thought you were eating chips. Like they were, he, he literally like so bit into one, and I'm like, Sean Dwyer really likes nachos. No, no, he doesn't. He just likes fries. the crispiest, like the ones at the very nice. bottom of the fryer as they yeah. go to clean yeah. it out. That's they what gave he gave me a lot of bottom fries. Mm. I'm like, I got to get the movie. Whatever you got left, mm, bottom fries. Mm. And you know, this was watching this. It must have been a great experience for someone in the African-American community. Let me say why. Yeah, it, go there on. There just so many – it's like there isn't a movie that's ever existed on this scale. They spent like $130 million, I imagine, as far as the budget for this film. Yeah. It is going to be the number one movie in America. It's part of the MCU. And you have all of the best, well, most well-known – African-American actors all in one film. You had the guy from Get Out. You had, uh, obviously, you had uh, Forrest Whitaker was there. Uh, and a bunch of, it's just like, oh my God. Sidney Poitier. That's right. That's right. Sidney Poitier was was there uh, accepting his award for <laughs> man in a film. And uh, so he's there. And uh, so I'm like, God, this is fantastic. This must just be so cool. And it was cool. It was a great movie. Uh, everything about just, there, there was a big reveal towards the towards the middle and the villain was uh was was very solid yeah played by michael b jordan, jordan another great up-and-coming african-american actor also in this film yeah it's great that he's not uh in fantastic four anymore yeah that's he's, right he he's died in a proper movie that's right <laughs> oh, well 
I mean, it's if you're listening to this, spoiler alert. Yeah, I suppose. spoiler alert, it's fine. dummies. That's fine. Uh, so go see the best go movie see, in America. Yeah, go see the best movie in America right now. It, it's really Adam. What is your plan as far as seeing this film? Are you planning on still seeing it? Or I, I will. I will see. I hate yeah. seeing things on opening weekend yeah. because crowds give me ajudu. Yeah. Um, yeah. As well, ajudu. Aj- it's it's Italian for um, heartburn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good enough. Um, Aj. So no, I, I just I don't like having to fight crowds and and have to like find a seat just so I could see something like a week earlier than I normally would. Yeah, no, go it's, go on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah, it's great. exactly. <laughs> great. No, I I I really I can't wait to see it just because I think this is probably the first film, mm-hmm. and we're not just talking about like you know African Americans or whatever else. Just straight up, this is the first film where Africa is portrayed. Yeah. Positively. In a positive well, light. Yes and no. Blood there, diamonds does not count. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nor nor does Woo. Biko. Right, uh, right. Nor does Congo. Nor does any other film that I can ever th- even Casablanca. The thing is, this it's as far as I know, this Africa doesn't exist though. It yeah. does play takes place he, in Acre, Africa, but this Africa does not exist. Okay, well, so so here's my real problem. So everyone assumes it's a third world country because right. everyone who flies over sees third world country. Right. So there are people that live in this third world part of the country, even though like 10 feet away, they just walk through a hologram and it's it's the most crazy shit in the world. But yeah. so like who draws the short straw every week and has, has to like I live know. in what used to be third world country Africa for the cameras? I don't know. I was it's, thinking that same thing too. It's it's um it's it's like the three percenters, right? So there, there's a there's a Netflix TV show based off I think it's Spain or Portugal. Um, the TV show or no, maybe it's Brazil, but they it's the three percent, right? So you have three percent of the population is able to go to this awesome place, but you have to go through this incredibly rigorous, super hard test. You have a single chance, and you only get to do it when you're like sixteen, right? And then. And if you fail, you get stuck with the other 97% of people living in squalor and filth and war. And if you win, then you go to 3%, which is this awesome utopia where you get pampered and taught and learned and everything else. Total Elysium type of deal, right? So I could totally see that this sort of thing happening, being like, well, we're just going to take our best of brights because right now we're overpopulated. I think that probably – that's right? right. That's right. That's that's how it works. I mean, I guess so. There was a lot – there were kids in there, though. just want to say. Yeah. Well, they were they, little kids. They, right. I mean, it's just like Sparta. They were old people. It's just like Sparta. You just know? like Sparta. The little, the little kids, they, they have to grow up in this thing where they're going to be eat or be eaten. And all of a sudden, they get this chance to you know take that scrappiness, go into a magical world where they get to become amazing. and then Or they get to be tossed out and live their life in a third world wretched squalor country that is full of war-torn people that are taking food that's given to them by the UN and – you know, all yeah. the other stuff like that. Yeah, I, I will I will say that is the one part that was really confusing. It's like, okay, so everyone assumes you're a third world country because that's all you promote. That's the mm-hmm. image you give out. Yeah, it's kind of a tough thing to sort of Yeah. It, I'm glad if the movie was worse, I would I would have fixated more on that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this is just nitpicking. They, this, right. this is totally nitpicking. <laughs> Another nitpicking thing yeah. is that they put in uh Wakandan, I guess. Uh, lettering. You remember how in Civil War, no, not Civil War, but um, Winter Soldier, how they would go ahead and they put like Oakland right. or Cleveland. They they did that three times, three or four times in Wakanda. And I'm like, I'm so glad they stopped doing that. Oh yeah, they did that a couple times. <laughs> I'm so glad they stopped doing that. It text. was uh, it, it was really kind of an interesting story as far as kind of you know, not only showing Wakanda, but 
taking that and putting that against what we know as African-American uh, life as it exists in, in America. You yeah. have Oakland and how they're living there. And really at the at the center of the film is the, the, the center of, of the, the conflict is you have a number of people who feel like, you know, listen, this is great here in Wakanda. We yeah. live in like kings yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But why aren't we sharing this with the rest of the world where there are so many people who look like us who for centuries have struggled and are still struggling? Why aren't we helping them? And they have a good point. And that's what makes the um, the Michael B. Jordan character, uh, Killmonger, such an interesting and compelling character. Yeah. Because you can see his point. Well, it's also very interesting because I don't think there was anyone in the movie theater except for someone who believes in Trump-style elitism. Yeah. Where it's like, no, 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 no. It was so much better. Socialism. Well, <laughs> well because they That's were like. I, yelled. I was the guy who yelled socialism. Or were you? Yeah. Well, because they were like, you know, um, immigrants bring in immigrant problems. Right. And they were right. all talking about right. how like we that need to keep. That was something that was discussed. Yeah. We need the, to keep right. Wakandan. Wakandans. Wakanda. Wakandan. Right. Like we can't let immigrants come in because they bring their problems right. and they bring their issues. And it, I looked at um, someone who sat to the, to the left of me and I'm like, you heard that, right? You, you heard all those. You, you heard them say that. They said that. Mm, yeah. No, they weren't afraid to touch on real world issues. Yeah. And because, I, you know, you can't deny it. You know, this is a, a, a film um, that you can't ignore the, the political undertones or overtones even because it's a, who this is centered around. Yeah. I mean, it, it really kind of makes you question who's the actual villain in the movie. Is mm-hmm. it? Right. Is, is it this guy that you've been told is the bad guy? Is it the prince that you're supposed to believe in? You know, who who are, who's a real villain in the sense of like the, the traditional way? There's only right. one traditional villain, and that's the CIA. That's right. That's right. That's the CIA. Oh, I was going to say they're the good guys, pulling for my – making sure my freedoms are, are nice and protected. I don't know. I couldn't tell. America <laughs> first. America first, Adam Patterson, <laughs> is correct. Uh, but, you know, as much as DC has tried to do this shades of gray against shades of gray type of uh, – with the conflict, <laughs> it's, it's, Batman – where everyone's like, well, you can see Batman's point. You can see Superman's point. They're just kind of different sides of the same yeah, point. Yeah, This, like – but that didn't, but it didn't work. Yeah. This, like, you can actually see both sides and how they have a point and there is the conflict. Yeah. There's a crazy thing called conflict. Well, the, the, there's also <laughs> this thing where, like – problems and issues get resolved right. at the end of right. it so like you find there's finally a resolution something mm-hmm. changes right. that doesn't happen unless you count superman's death as something that changes sure. but then gets refixed well there's this again. right everyone's uh, motivations really made sense in this and stayed consistent yeah, i thought it was really good and that you don't see that obviously in a lot of dc films where you have two characters who are just kind of arguing arguing for uh, opposing reasons and, and then they come and they they fight but then the characters kind of shift because they have to because they're fighting and they don't kind of stick with their with their motivations this yeah. does a nice job where everyone kind of holds on to their motivations yeah. throughout uh and i thought that was fantastic it looks great it has the number one selling soundtrack i understand oh which uh, soundtrack are you talking about the black they're... album the album moved over uh, 139 million on-demand audio streams. Uh, Black and Black Panther the album. Yeah. So, so that is music that kind of goes along mm-hmm. with the actual movie. But then there's also the movie soundtrack, which is phenomenal as well. Yeah. So I think that definitely people who liked the movie, who are interested in kind of branching out, um, regardless of which direction, check out both albums and see how you there feel you about there both sides of the music spectrum because yeah. it gives you both it gives you both sides. It's, it's a side where people they're like, okay, this is the music 
that I actually enjoy. And then this is the musical score. And then you see how those intertwine and you see how those have just kind of composed to one another, how they're a little different, but they're still similar. And it's interesting. I enjoy it. I guess I enjoy the contrast. One of my only complaints about the film. uh, And I I really didn't have many. It was, I think, a pretty solid film. Just how much gun usage there was in violence. There, there was just so many, so, so many gunfights happening it's throughout this. It is well, <laughs> well, they, they moved uh, over. Didn't the, see any diamonds though, so you know <laughs> there was just uh, a lot so, of a lot just of. unnecessary, just people shooting at each other, shooting at people wearing like you know vibranium uh, armor, yeah, that can't be penetrated by bullets. Uh, so there's just a lot of shooting for shooting's sake. Oh, really, a violent film. Like for example, that that scene where they uh, where the bad guys are the heist where they they go to the art museum, yeah, and they just kill people in cold blood. Yeah, no, I'm very surprised. I mean, it's rated PG-13. Yeah, but well, with no blood. Well, hold, hold on. There's also one scene where uh, someone gets their throat cut. Yeah, and it's super super clean. There's not there's not a drop of That's blood a of a, of a at all. That's a sign of a professional. It was like it's the way I do my kills. <laughs> well, okay, so get them at the right angle. And then. So you would expect something like so, okay, someone gets their their throat slit. You'd at least expect to see like a drop. None, none, no blood ever is in this film. Even when someone got shot in the back of the head. No blood. Right. And was, you're right. I didn't think PG-13. about this. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about this. This There was actually a lot of gunplay in this oh, a ton, movie. A ton, which uh, often you have to use a very, very sparingly gunplay or else it just really feels just po- – I mean, when you just have 100 guns, you lose yeah. all effect. Well, it's also funny because like I saw – I was reading online because I'm a part of several fi- um, Facebook groups that deal right. with comics and movies. And I saw several people be like, it was boring. I was waiting for something to happen. And now that you talk about the gun, the gunplay, I'm like, most of the movie was gunplay. Most yeah. of the movie was gunplay. I think if people go for the gunplay, though, and that's all you're giving them for a while, they kind of tune it out. And I thought there was a ton happening. I thought the the the, the shift after the second act um, was or beginning at the end of the first act, whatever you whatever your whatever yeah, yeah. your personal three acts structure yeah. is. Where, you know, again, spoiler alerts. I mean, if you if you've downloaded this or you're listening to this, I assume you've seen the movie or <laughs> you're you're a big to enough nerd it. to either listen when to it or Killmonger go comes uh when he when he comes back to Wakanda or he comes there for the first time and he challenges Black Panther and beats him and becomes king, that shift is very interesting because they go all the way with it. You know, yeah. he gets the armor. He gets <clears throat> to have the, um, the 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 vision as far as going to the afterlife. Yeah. and talking with his father, and it was. I don't know how anyone could say not, that nothing happened. It was action packed. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that was interesting because I honestly forgot about the gunplay for a right. second there, and now that you remind me, like there's like in the in the opening parts of it, and this is what I liked about the movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't take half of the film and explain the origin of the black panther yeah, or T'Challa. Really in the beginning. yeah it was just like the star wars scroll it's like here's right. all the information if you miss some of it well it's okay the rest will fill you in later sure, you sure. don't have we don't have to beat you over the head with it like every spider-man film besides homecoming yeah. always did it's like uncle ben's dead again <laughs> halfway through the film whew, we still got a lot of film to go right. through don't we um i thought that was really good i thought i thought you know as an MCU film and as the first MCU film and what I can assume to be 
more Black Panther-esque mm-hmm. movies and specific movies is that they did it right away. They did it the smart thing. And I honestly would give this, I don't know, like a 90, like a yeah. 90%. I will say that T'Challa cheated. That he 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 would he he was dead he was dead he was dead no. it, it, <laughs> he was it was a, he was in a coma it, he was in a coma but if the if battle he was gonna still be continued moved, but if he was going to be moved and they didn't actually steal the earth it was to the death it, to it was to the death or to the surrender and he did neither so that battle at the very end when he returned was still was Techn- still, had not technicalities been, for the throne everyone technicalities not been for the so, throne um I, I thought overall very good movie um i i'm excited to see where they where they go for the next one yeah. again they it, it's again nitpicking they did the old safe formulaic marvel thing where it's the villain is a reverse version of the good guy yeah, so yeah he ends up fighting like another you know evil black panther yeah at the end whereas atman did that uh Oh, your man did that. Doctor Strange Doctor did that. Doctor Strange did that. It's they kind of do that for the for the origin films, and it works. You know yeah. what? It works. Eventually, it won't work. But I guess we'll cross uh, that uh, bridge. We'll wait till uh, we'll wait till it doesn't work. Twenty fifty nine. When people are like, I think Marvel really needs to change up Maybe their game, update things a little bit. And I think they will at that point. So <laughs> I'm excited to see where they go with this. And obviously, they they set things up for the Avengers Infinity War story because in the extra credit scene at the end you get to see the winter soldier um who we last saw him in civil war you saw him revived and talking to people and he's got a new arm did he get a new arm no new arm? no no oh okay now yep i mean he didn't have one in oh that's right that's black right. panther they'll unless, give him a new arm unless i missed that they'll give him a new arm but he's there and he's in place for i imagine battle scenes in avengers affinity war when yeah they're they're battling on that front against uh, Thanos and his um, his swarm of, of bad guys that he's going to be invading with. So the, 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 the chess pieces are in place. And the next act, of course, is now going to be Avengers Infinity War as far yeah. as closing out this phase of the MCU. I'm excited because I think that Black Panther has the biggest influence mm-hmm. on the rest of the MCU. And yeah. I'm excited to see how the rest of the MCU deals with Here's a country that's been holding on to all of its technology and ha- holds the largest, rarest metal by the tons. And mm-hmm. they now just are like, oh, hey, we have some. Yeah. Do you want any? It didn't seem like it made that much of a difference. If you remember Avengers Age of Ultron, he his Mach 2 Ultron suit had a, had a was made of vibranium. Mm-hmm. And that didn't seem to make too much of a difference. Yeah, but but it wasn't. He was like a little stronger. Yeah, but it, it wasn't out in the open, though. It wasn't yeah. like here's a whole country that has this stuff underneath yeah. it. So I'll be interested to see if that the technology kind of carries over into more civilian life into like, I'm sure Tony Stark's going to be mad. I'm sure S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't going to like it. Right. I'm right. sure Nick Fury is going to be like. I could probably get a vibranium high. Yes, a lot of interesting ramifications to follow this now as they, yeah, really kind of open Wakanda up and introduce it to the MCU going forward. Very solid film, very exciting. And uh, going forward now, where do you guys want to go next to the big world? We talked before the show as far as what type of, uh, what stories we wanted to cover today. Obviously, you had some big trailers come out. You had Incredibles 2 Mm -hmm. release a trailer. You had... Deadpool 2, which happened about a week ago now. We released a show on a, on a bi-weekly schedule. So which one do you guys want to cover first? Power Rangers. Power Rangers. And in fact, I didn't want to go right there, but that was another thing we were talking about. Because so, it blows my mind. 
So for the people who aren't very familiar with kind of like how me. Power Rangers works and Pan- oh un- god, like un- me too. I I like I dabble in it because I see it, but I have no understanding of it. Power Rangers, uh, Saban uh, Brands, they own the Power Rangers here in the in the, the United States, but it initiated it came from japan but this is the right now in japan they are in their 36th iteration of the super sentai series and essentially what they do is they take all the footage that they get from a particular super sentai series and they take all the battle stuff and they get the costumes shipped over and they refilm a lot of the american like stuff at the uh the max or whatever the uh the ju- the jumbo juice um set was where oh, the american yeah, I remember actors that. That would was terrible Whatever they do, they, they film a lot of the the stuff in the um, the Power Rangers control uh, headquarters thing with Zordon, and but a lot of the fight stuff and this, the the costumes that all comes from Japan. So it's a lot of editing and cutting around footage where you can't actually show the Japanese actors. So you have to get very creative, especially if you're trying to tr- to tell original stories. So they've been adapting that, and now they've been more faithfully adapting. The Power Rangers since after Power Rangers Zeo or so because they continued. So you had the original Power Rangers, yeah. And for and like this is the American versions, right? We're talking the American, American versions. And if I'm referring to the Japanese version, I'm going to say Super Sentai. Okay, so perfect. Season one lasted 50 episodes, but that adapted like the first couple a couple seasons of Super Sentai. And then you like they chose when they brought Tommy back as the White Ranger. He was actually only one Ranger from a separate season that they're adapting over from super sentai so now you're you're at, at one point they were taking three or four different separate series of super sentai and putting them all together and smashing them up to make one power rangers show so you're taking footage from four different different series and putting them in one episode of, of power rangers at the, at the culmination they kind of stopped doing that okay and they just started doing one-to-one adaptations of power rangers series so basically that's that's how they've been going all these years since then they'll take one series and adapted and it's a lot easier a couple of years ago they chose not to adapt sometimes they leave one out because it's too weird and they they decide to then spread out a series that they're doing for the power rangers into two seasons as opposed to continuing the the one-to-one adaptation once the next one sometimes they'll they'll skip one or whatever so they ended up skipping one a couple of years ago and they've come back to it now and in 2019 they're going to be adapting uh tomi Oh, God help me. Tokumi uh, Sentai Go Busters, which is uh, set in the future. It's uh, It centers around a secret agency, combines a newly discovered substance called Morph X and animal DNA. And you have a sentient computer virus that's trying to, um, trying to infect the morphing grid. So there's like 30 different Power Rangers. They don't have spandex. They all have like leather kind of espionage, cool... Uh, spy suits they're still power rangers but like it's different and they chose to skip it back in like 2013 when they when it would have been the next sequential power rangers show to adapt and they're bringing coming back to it now because i guess the they're they were gonna the next one was gonna be like a a weird train one (laughs) you mean the greatest power rangers ever (laughs) so they're choosing to ignore the next sequential super sentai series which is centered around trains and they're choosing to go back to the one they skipped. Because that's because America's infrastructure is just gone. That's so, right. You know? <laughs> Doesn't make any the sense. Trains, the trains. trains show up in like, you know, New York and DC and LA. And those are the only tracks in the entire United States. We're like, <laughs> uh, we're stuck. <laughs> the show's not going to do well. So it's apparently this one is darker. 
It's more mature. Um, obviously, the Super Sentai series are, in com- by comparison to the Power Rangers series, are more mature than the their Power Rangers counterpart. But this one, even by st- the standards of other Super Sentai series, is more mature. So it's interesting to see how they'll adapt that if they will continue that serious tone. You kind of have to with the spy espionage, so espionage type of. Is this like a Michael, uh, Brian Michael Bendis story with Power Rangers? How do like, you mean? Like, like how he was doing powers, how it was just kind of like a weird, kind of like m- more mature, um, almost like a Jessica Jones kind sort of, of detective maybe, agency maybe. stories. Is that what this is with Power Rangers? Because um, I'll take it if that's exactly what it is. I'll take it. Sound, yes. If that's what you need, then that's that, what I'll tell you. You know what? <laughs> if there were more Power Ranger stories like that, I would totally watch it. Well, this one, yeah, they all have like guns. They go around in like sexy uh, leathers. Uh, oh, Yeah cool outfits and there's like 30 of them and there's like a spy agency that they all work for so it's the largest cast of power rangers ever in any series that they've ever done it's so different is there a place i could watch all the original japanese ones yeah i'm sure you can find them online somewhere okay um there is not like really there's there's an exception or two they really don't have an american distributor um for any of the original Japanese versions, okay. which is really a, un, unfortunate because the Japanese versions are so different than the American versions. You're getting a completely different show and you're really losing out on the what the original the original one's great, which, you know, you kind of cut out what the, the core elements of the plot are and you kind of insert this weird, like, crappy, um, cheap. Um, American soap opera, not even soap opera, like but like kidsy, like Australian it, it, it's actors. It's a teen drama. It's with, a teen drama without like the drama. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's and more Australian actors. I mean, I feel like it would be great for like an MTV series. Yeah. Right. That's exactly what it is. Except for that one time they made that kid taller when he turned into yeah, Power Rangers, and they tried that. to explain that away. It's never good. That idea. was never going to happen. It's never a good idea. <laughs> that was a fucking train wreck. So, Adam, do you have any questions about this upcoming? Besides everything. Besides everything. <laughs> you know, no, because I, I just, I have to watch the Japanese version because I know it's going to be like there was a there was a Japanese show that I saw once where all the cast were mannequins and everything was voiced over. And then there was another one that was. You're you know, just talking about a general Japanese show. Just, just in general, like <laughs> okay. the Japanese Wait. shows and TV. Can you, can you, can you tell me what that one was? It was, it was a, it was like a, I forget the name of it, but it was like a family comedy, but all the char- but all the characters were basically voice actors and they were voicing mannequins. So it was like you're watching your child do a Barbie. Okay. Only, only it was sort of like a family sitcom. That's interesting. Did it, it did it did it do well? It did well. How like like surprisingly well that they sold mannequins I, I, in the I have, store? I have no idea on how well in Japan it did per se, but I know that it it has a couple series. Well, Adam, I hope you do a full research project on that and come back and report back to us. That's your on assignment project. <laughs> obviously, obviously, done and done because you have to. People have to hear, have to hear the full report there. I've got to know. That's so, a fact. So we'll we'll keep you posted on uh, kind of the direction of you know what's they haven't released really the American uh, what footage of what the American version is going to look like maybe who they've casted and kind of get an idea as far as how this might differ from the j- original Japanese Go Busters Sentai Go Busters version how this is going to differ so we'll obviously follow that as we move forward. Also, what I'd like to do maybe we can fi- try to find the um, the original Japanese version of Sentai Go Busters. And do a um, one-for-one review oh, of each wait. episode. Okay. 
Um, or we could all watch the whole series and then just do a oh man one review episode where we talk about the entire series. That or, would that that would be so many notes. Is that well? It does that you wouldn't have to take as meticulous of notes if you okay. were to just review the entire series in general. Okay, I think I it's mean, actually less, even though it's a lot more work as far as. I mean, if we watch the whole series, we'd be watching as I many think, episodes, but we wouldn't be taking as many notes. I think we, we would have to space, science, space theater this, or however you say it. Space yeah. science theater, that mystery works, science, yeah. space theater. I think we should do that. <laughs> I think we should do that. We're, where we get where we get together one night and we watch one episode and we just comment through the, through a little wit. We'll video, we'll, we'll audio tape it. We'll yeah, talk, it'd be great. The best. It'd be great. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that off air. How we want to handle that. So with that, you know, obviously we'll keep we'll keep uh, we'll keep up with that. And those uh, those those trailers that uh, that we heard about, you know, the Deadpool two trailer, which looks mm-hmm. again, um, they are taking a different approach uh, with Deadpool and its uh, variety of trailers. With it being a comedy, one of the, you know, what are some of the biggest criticisms when it comes to trailers for comedies, and then going to see the original, to, to going to see the actual movie when it comes out. Well, all the funny things are in the trailers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All the funny things in the trailers. But with Deadpool 2, they film with their their trailers that they've released so far so much just original content that is not going to be in the movie. Just yeah. for the trailer. So – and all the actual footage that's going to be in the movie, they shoot – they show very quickly. Yeah. I, I really hope that there's a DVD extra, mm-hmm. like, just real. Of these, of, like, yeah, of- trailer – types of like footage from that they're shooting yeah i mean for yeah there has trailers, to be right? there has to be something yeah because they're really funny and they're really inside and they they poked fun at dc and superman's cgi face his mustache his mustache and uh and showing cable's arm that it still had like a green sleeve and the, he, they did a thing and for those of you who have seen the trailer, who I assume it's most of you, they uh, go do a thing where, like, oh, they go back and fix it, and then they show the rest of the trailer. But it's really just uh, fourth wall breaking, and it's very meta and very funny. And really just Deadpool, I think, even though they changed directors for this upcoming film, um, will be just as strong. Say, as long as they didn't change Ryan Reynolds, it they did, fine. Right. I think as long as they don't change <laughs> How much do you think Ryan Reynolds has say over this? I would I say this fair, probably this like franchise. most of it. I, 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 I'm sure he has probably 100% on his ability to, um, what's it called? Improv. You yeah. Know? He's, he's, he's he's probably totally Robin Williams a, on Deadpool. Do you think he's a great improvisionist? Because that's it. a thing, provisionist. Um, I I do. I think because I mean he he earned his you know he got his acting chops in two guys and a girl two guys a, a girl in a pizza place. God, was that an improv? We should watch that. No, no, it was. Oh, okay. But it was it was a. I mean, I shouldn't say it. It may have been. It wasn't directly an improvised show, but it was a staged comedy. Yeah, you know, sitcom. So I feel like I feel like he. You know, basically made his bones on that for four seasons, and I'm sure he may not have necessarily been an improviser, but he was that four you're seasons. Performing, I'm pretty sure it was you're, three or four when seasons. You're, when, but often with a sitcom, you're many of them perform in front of a live studio audience, right? So you're trying to get a, a laugh in front of a room filled with live people who have come to see you, and often what they do is they will sometimes improvise. Uh, different lines. They will change a line on the fly if it's not working. Right. So that I think you know allows him to exercise those chops, and that's kind of his his kind of witty type of like just kind of off the cuff type type of uh, acting style yeah. has what is really has been what was made uh, him his money to this point. And I think he really 
to the, with the exception of maybe one or two different people over at the studio over at Fox, I think he has final say so over everything that happens in that, in that film. Just because he's done so well. And, about the film itself, right? Well, that was his baby. He was the one who was championing that project from the beginning. Yeah. And really fought very hard to make the original Deadpool film happen and fought so hard to make that happen and, and leaked was behind leaking Le- quote, that leaked. test footage yeah. that uh, allowed the film to to catch fire and eventually get released. So I think now that the film uh, was successful, he is enjoying all the bounty as far as uh, everything that has followed because he, he, he believed it and then trusted the, the entire uh, franchise as far as something that could work. And now that it did work, I think people really trust him uh, and his vision. So I think he gets final say-so. I, I, I would, would so. yeah, I would assume so. I also, for the life of me, didn't think that they would have done a live action version of Deadpool, considering mm-hmm. how well the animation did. I thought right. it was just going to be a straight animation, but again, proving that I'm an idiot. Yeah, they did a great <laughs> job. No, Ryan Reynolds. I am. God, if I was Ryan Reynolds, I would not. That's right. Be doing this. So it's exciting. It's another May release. Yeah, May 18th. May. Um, so you have now. You have Han Solo, you have Avengers, Infinity War coming out May 25th, you have Deadpool coming out of May. That is, we're going to be in the theater all of May. Get comfortable. Do watch the person in front of you to make sure they don't cut in front of you. Oh, I'm God. okay with that. Or else I'm not going to eat. People just keep on cutting in front of me because that's where I'm going to be getting all my food. Just just bring an air fryer yeah. and just a and portable it, battery and just make it yourself. I was hoping you were going to say air horn and if a person cuts in front of me, just go, <laughs> you move. Can, you can do that if you want. Move it. You can, I like yeah. it. Yeah. So Do that's it. exciting uh, business. And also um, Incredibles 2 looks very much the same as Incredibles 1. Yeah. Solid. Um, they are coming back out of retirement. And someone, there's a guy with uh, maybe um, kind of uh, weird motivations is starting like a super team and is bringing them back out of retirement. And despite, despite the fact they're all illegal. Yeah. Which is, which is exactly the same as the first plot. You know, yep. I'm I'm curious because I feel like uh, Pixar. It'll be good. It'll yeah, be I'd say though. Pixar doesn't doesn't skimp on storylines, right. and so I feel like despite the fact that there's a lot of similarities, and you're like, okay, and then they're making fun of the Common Core, and you know, and nobody's nobody's changed on age, so it's not like oh, right. ten years later, you know, no, so it's about the same age. That I, I have to believe that Pixar has put more thought into the oh, trailer been, than what the trailer is making me thinking about. Yeah, because right. the first one was successful, so you you would have it was very you would think that they've been trying to get the perfect story as best they can ten years later. Um, so I'm it's surprised more this, than more than ten years later. Yeah. The first one came out in late yeah. 2003. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm surprised they 15. haven't tried to make like a, a straight regular animated 2D animated yeah. series out of this. Oh. I know. I well, that's that's because Netflix was as a Netflix wasn't around then. Otherwise, they they probably mm-hmm. would have. I mean, th- think about it. As soon as most of them now have it, like Home has a has a two D, um, Trolls has a two D, Llama Llama has a two D. What the 2D. hell is Llama Llama? Oh, a, oh that is the series. Trust Sorry, me, Adam series, Patterson so and I, as as parents, we don't even have to discuss them. <laughs> I'm so we, confused we about all these things you're throwing out. We you, know Llama Llama. To me, you're just throwing out names and just mashing them together. <laughs> you're like Space Age Gorilla. That's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, there was also it's not, Buzz Lightyear <laughs> and the the Lightyear oh, yeah, Corps the light, had a two yep. had a two D. Yeah, but that, they use right a lot of them get two Ds, but you know Pixar. Um, although Pixar has done a lot of, they've kind of sold out and they've done two Ds for a lot of their properties, haven't they? 
Well, yeah. I mean, ever since they got bought out by Disney, you know, yeah. they've they've just market, market, market. Yeah, that's right. You know, they, so good for them for not doing a Incredibles duty. Yeah. So good far. For, so far. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure after yeah. this. So one, far. Uh, yeah, we'll let's see, see how this one we'll does. See, we'll see. wait. So yeah, obviously that looks great. We're excited. I, I'm not sure when that comes out exactly. Uh, I'm sure soon. It comes out soon, incredibly soon. We, we just have I'd to say get past the, the May. third week in May. When yeah. it's, <laughs> that's open. Yeah, let's just get past May before we start talking about movies that exist before beyond that. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I know you guys don't watch Dragon Ball, but we got to look at uh, Goku's um, final form. It's, it's muscle the, memory. We talked about this previously. Previously, it's just muscle memory. I, say, I, I adore, I adore Dragon Ball. But I just feel like they they hype up very simple things. And That's the thing Dragon that, Ball. That is that, Dragon it Ball. Is, exactly. And the thing that just frustrated me the most was I loved it up until like Boo. And then mm. and then one of my friends pointed out that it takes six episodes to have a fight. I was like, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. All right. That's, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say the Dragon Ball Super, which is the one that came out when they, when they brought it back in like 2015, has been – the pace has been a lot faster. Uh, instead of taking 20 episodes to tell a fight, which was a hallmark of Dragon Ball Z, it's like two or three. The, it, fights kind of play out in the correct amount of time. Just okay. Uh, they've really fixed that. There's been no filler for the most part. There's been li- very little filler. Dragon Ball Super, once you get past the first 30 episodes, it made the mistake uh, for people I'm trying to sell this on. Uh, first 30 episodes, just skip. They came out with, uh, <laughs> right before them, they came out with two movies. That's good. And they made the mistake of adapting those two movies to the television series and made those two movies that they just came out with a couple of years earlier as the first 30 episodes of a new series. And then, but we've already, the movie's are already out there. So it had right. worse animation. It They took longer to tell. So after the first episodes, first 30 episodes, the, this show really, really gets going and the, the pace is, uh, is right what you think right with what you think it should be. Uh, it's not like Dragon Ball Z where it takes 60 episodes to tell a fight and okay. to show a fight. So uh, it's it's worth going back and watching. And the series is ending in March and what's to follow is really anyone's guess. So just go back and reread the original Dragon Ball. It's funny. It's uh, still good. But there's a lot of silver for this upcoming looking. Uh, I'm actually a little disappointed. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> by this, this final, this form, this mastered um, ultra instinct yeah, let's, form. Let, let's take a look at what muscle that. memory looks so like. This was leaked here. Yeah, lame. Um, he's, so he's gray. He's just got like silver hair. So the way the non-mastered ultra instinct mode that they've been teasing throughout this tournament that they've been fighting for the last like forty episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just went ahead and yeah. just cut my uh, my last statement as far as things kind of playing out and now the, the <laughs> current um, storyline that they are the plot that they've been saga that they've they've been uh, telling right now has gone on for a very long time. Um, he's kept his black hair. His eyes have turned silver, and he's gotten like a little skinnier, but. His hair stayed normal, but it looks like they're going full on. Full on hair. silver. Yeah, full on silver. Yeah, because now now he's now he has the wisdom of the yes, long beard. That's so. right. That's right. So uh, mm. there's that, and God, what else is there out there? Um, we'll discuss obviously what we're gonna what we want to do as far as uh, if we're gonna talk more about Dragon Ball in the future or Power Rangers. Dragon Ball. Yes. Yes. Well, that's so that's exciting. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Anything you want to bring to the table? And uh. Other business section here in the on the agenda. Uh, I mean, I've <laughs> I've, I've started to 
to read uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh, okay. Oh, from the original New Fifty Two. Uh, yeah. Or did uh, you, where where did you pick up? Because to the issue that just came out with oh, Bizarro. Okay. Apparently, Bizarro. Okay, so you picked up. So you didn't go all the way back. No, golly, no. Okay, okay. I, I don't. Like I don't really care about Red Hood as a character that much. All right, you know what? What it was good in 2012. And then, yeah, I'm and sure then, it was. And then uh, it stopped being good for a little while. The first like two or three arcs of uh, Scott Lobdell's Lobdell's doesn't matter. I just see it. Lobdell. Lobdell. His uh, he took over after they started the New Fifty Two. He took over Red Hood and the Outlaws, and the first three arcs are very good. And they switched the writer, and it's not as good. It gets darker and weird. And then it, Scott Lobdell comes back, and it's just not the same. So go back if you're interested in the character at all, and go back and read two thousand twelve. I just like Bizarro as a character. All right, then, like, good. The, he's the only redeeming person in that entire thing. Yeah. That's what I, I like. Everything <laughs> yeah. I just heard, yeah. Adam. What have you been up to? What are you interested in? What are the things that have I, I've, I've struck your fancy? I say, I've actually uh, I've been trying to read the Magicians trilogy. The Magicians that's, trilogy. That's my entire thing. So the Magicians based off of, uh, or not based off of the Magicians trilogy, which. Which launched the Magicians TV series mm-hmm. on um, Sci-Fi Network. I wanted to, I wanted to actually read the trilogy um, before doing anything else. Before you die, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, speaking of books, uh, have you read uh, Philip Pullman's Dark Materials trilogy? Yes. Uh, did you know that he is starting a new trilogy? No. Well, I he's did, set I in the same you universe. You do now. <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't. I mean, the, it the is first... a continuation of the uh, his Dark Materials okay. uh, trilogy. It's called the Book of Dust trilogy. Okay. So the first one is uh, this French sounding name. I'm, I've read. The, I've started reading the book, and I still cannot tell you the name of the the book. Is it, is it it's any it's good? French. Yeah, it's very good. It's it's yeah. It's okay. uh it's the it's a pre. It's set maybe ten years before um okay. the uh, the Golden Compass. And the second book in this Book of Dust trilogy is going to be set after. It's going to kind of jump around, but okay. it's going to basically follow its own storyline, but kind of jump around the original trilogy okay. as far as that timeline. It's yeah, it's it's good. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely it just came out uh, just okay. like two months ago. So um, yeah, go get it. Go up there and get <laughs> done it. Man. And done. Uh, I love Philip uh, Philip Pullman, and I really um, I half read his dark materials the book series and half listened to it on audiobook have you did you listen to the audiobook no version? i didn't listen to it no i read the book they have a full oh my god the um the the narrator is so good and they have a full cast really they have a full cast of of, of um, okay of of, of, of of you know characters yeah. of voice um, actors voice actors is the word i was looking for um and it's fantastic you can't beat it okay. i don't i think that's a lot of resources to have every single person have a voice as far as voice actors mm-hmm. maybe they won't do that for this one uh and also they didn't bring that back the same narrator guy so that's quite i'm just gonna have to read this one <laughs> yeah that's very upsetting to me but yeah um that's uh that's oh and also um what's the name of the actor who played the the cia actor in black panther sean brennan uh the guy who andy something the guy who was in lord of the rings no no no. the guy who plays the cia director yeah he was also he, no not lord of the rings he was in the hobbit he was also in the hobbit you know what i'm talking about what's uh what's the guy's name the guy who played the main character in the hobbit you know the hobbit about? oh yes um morgan not friedman um his i last, always forget his, his name. last name is friedman 
Yeah. Martin. Martin Freeman. I always forget his name. Uh, he also, uh, for Hitchhiker's Guides of the Galaxy, he does the uh, the narrator uh, for the audiobook version. Yes. Yeah. And he is so good. I You'll fall in love with him if you go and listen <laughs> to the Hitchhiker's Guide. It, those are some of the best done audiobooks that exist. I don't know if there's any that are better, with the exception of his Dark Materials, which are magical. <laughs> okay. Uh, even Harry, Also, Harry Potter has some really good audiobooks. Harry Potter. Uh, who does the... Uh, God, there's someone who does... Someone famous who does the... Um, narration job for the harry potter books so as well Ian Callen. no Callen. he's like um oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue this is really interesting information when we get into audiobook talk <laughs> <laughs> on the Super Friends Super show. Uh, but that, we'll leave you with that um i've been sean dwyer at sean dwyer.com so you can find me on twitter at new super podcast as we can find the podcast on twitter as well stitcher spreaker itunes buffalo wildfire radio just type us into google super friend super show and i'm sure you'll find us somewhere and uh whatever way you consume podcasts choose that method and i'm sure that will work out just fine yeah you know have a have a little snack while you're doing have it. a little snack jim dale jim dale oh is that who does it okay i thought it was someone more popular that's ah, fine then um yeah so that's where we find adam patterson where can we find you what are the things to we know about you press on instagram and at adam r patterson on twitter beautiful 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 sean brennan i know who you are on yeah Shrons and sugar. Yes. I've been trying to sell my comic book collection because it's gotten too big. Yeah. Um you're not getting fair offers. No, I had I was I answered an ad on Craigslist about people trying to buy a comic book collection and the guy told me because those moderns are hard to sell that he That's couldn't a derogatory he, term. Yeah, that, he, term, that he couldn't buy them for 50 cents to $1 each. So he wanted to he wanted me to sell comics that i had recently paid for yeah. maybe like five years ago for you know at market price for less than mm-hmm. 50 cents here's a here's that a are wild, bagged and bordered here's a wild bordered. idea this spring yeah why not have a little yard sale like a lemonade stand yeah and comic book stand where you sell lemonade and comics because i I mean, they have to be two different stands, but yeah. No, you can make it into just one stand. (laughs) No, you don't want the lemonade spilling on the comics. (laughs) What are you doing? See, I'm new to this, obviously. I've never sold comics or lemonade. I I, I picture Sean doing something like that, only it'd be like sort of a Lucy from the Peanuts, where where he's standing behind it, it, you know, somebody puts a dollar in his jar, and he he gives him the comic, and he tells him, 45 minute story on the comic book <laughs> yeah. on why it's important it's cultural relevance and <laughs> yeah no i've i've annotated just about all of them um if you want to know something very interesting i can give you the backstory on the trade paperback of lobo's lobo's back called lobo's back back if you really want to talk some 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 oh. good oh, I some good hurts. shelf talk. i also heard my heard, hurts. i also heard a rumor that they're planning that they've picked up uh, Michael Bay. Discuss- oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. That um, talks have picked up as far as rumors that they are now trying to push the Lobo movie again, and they have Michael Bay attached to it as, to, as a director. Yeah, Michael explosions. Said. Oh, stop it with the Lobo! Stop trying to make Lobo happen. Nobody wants, especially with Michael. That is the worst way to do it. Uh, DC is just really oh, hard. Oh my god, they're bad. Anything. We talked about this. They only have one movie coming out in 2018. Aquaman, that's right? Aquaman. Yep. Aquaman. That is boy oh boy. If Jason Momoa can't save DC, Jason Momoa can't save anybody. God, that's bad. <laughs> I just want to say that right off the bat. What a failure. They just need to just take a couple years off and just start the whole thing over again with the Batman movie. Yeah. Just 
don't they, yeah, no. they, they need, and the funny thing is that DC is doing exactly what I mean. Marvel. One of the reasons I think Marvel has failed so much in the trade comics in the last couple of years is because they've they have a run and then it doesn't do well, and then they restart it, and then right. they say, "Hey, look, it's number one," and that's because yeah. the the publishing industry is its numbers are based off of pre sale. So the so the retailers have to do pre-sale and they think, oh, well, anytime I get a number one, I'm going to order twice as many as the number yep. two and three. And so they've sort of screwed themselves on that. And <laughs> Plus diminishing returns. There. Right. And yeah. I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like DC is doing that now with their movies rather than just their trade back. Where it's like <laughs> if, if, they, if they redo Batman for a fourth or fifth time. It's a brand new Batman. In, in like 20, 30 years. Right. Oh, my God. I know. That means that in my lifetime, I have seen four different Batman startups. Absurd. And only one Wolverine. And only one Wolverine. Oh, uh, yeah. Only, you only need one man who's the best at what he can do. Well, as I say, if, if, if we're doing actors, I mean, that's yeah. like what? That's probably seven different Batmans. God, you know, if it weren't for, and I have no idea how Aquaman's going to do, if it weren't for Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, there would be no reason to keep this DC Cinematic Universe. Right. Universe there going. is no, there's no reason. You can, you can cut you can out still, everybody. So you can still have a Wonder her. Woman movie just yeah. as its own standalone yeah, thing. Yeah, no. unattached. She, she, yeah. she has only been in two periods, yeah. World War One and current. There is so much time between those films that she exists. Yeah. Where if that's you your could only reason do. to keep the cinematic universe afloat, I'd now, say. Now, you see, here's – I just had an idea. What if, speaking of Michael Bay going with DC, Michael Bay says, all right, I'm going to help you restart it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take Transformers Energon cubes yes. and the and the supercomputers that give life and then mix it with the metacomputers from DC that gave Superman life. And then we're going to have a crossover event with Transformers – and DC Comics, and that will save the franchise. Michael um, Bay just woke how, what, how, up, what, just what about having that? an <laughs> orgasm. So, whoever he is on the other side of the world uh, had a, just a screaming orgasm from that from that uh, idea. Uh, yeah, a lot of great ideas. Very violent, a very violent <laughs> screaming orgasm. Um, <laughs> so many explosions! Just, amazing. That's what happened there. Uh, yeah, God, you know, if it were if it were me, I would just restart the whole entire cinematic universe and just say, and not even say, you know, we are not doing another shared universe. It hap- if it happens, it happens. We're not teaming up these characters. I'd be very. You, you know what they should really do? About they that. should stop making movies and just make oh a solid God. animation, like well, the, the, a, a yeah. solid no, no, a solid Batman series. Because there hasn't yeah. been like a very solid Batman series yeah. in a long time. There was Maybe the where, there was the. Bo- Beware the Beware Bat. Beware the Batman. Yeah, Beware the Bat. And that wasn't very good. Then there was, like, another Batman. But, like, maybe you guys should just, like, stick to your animation. Your animation's a strong game. Yeah. Maybe you guys should do... What if you guys just, like, took all those weird things in your cinematic universe and put that into just... Car- I think they like can't cartoons. decide with the cartoons, especially like with an ongoing Batman animated series. Not even what that. audience do they want to make that for. Do they yeah, want to make it for yeah, kids, or do they want or do they want to make it for adults? Yeah. Like, who do you make it for? I mean, I definitely i they've been doing one offs, and those are clearly for your adults. teenage yeah. and adults. Yeah. And I definitely think for that an ongoing series, you'd have they'd probably gear that towards little kids. And I'm not sure if that's the right. No, call. it doesn't have to be for little kids. It can be. It could, yeah. It, it could be the Batman. That that it was in the nineties. You it can, can be do sixteen a, to thirty year olds. Yeah, you can yeah. do a tonal cartoon. I've, you can do it. It's fine, but you should put the effort into doing that. You yeah. shouldn't like be oh, like we're gonna expensive. do seventeen more movies. Animation's but, expensive, but it's not bill. It's not several million dollars expensive. But the, the original, I'd say, the original Batman TV show and. 
the original and Batman Beyond, both of which had a crossover for you know young, I'd say probably about what eight to fifteen year olds, and then yeah. like another one from twenty to thirty year olds. I mean, it hit yeah. it hit those both of those large demographics, and you could do that again. Yeah. Well, th- think Strong about it. They stars. had Batman, they had Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. I mean, Teen Titans did awesome on right. on a crossover with uh, with. You're gonna go and see the Teen Titans Go movie. No, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I was just saying that the TV series, before before it went all anime on their animation, um, when it, it was good. When it was still when it was still the American anime mm. um, or American animation versus the Japanese um, Japan animation. animation. Japan no, 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 no. animation is what Japan you're animation. For. There yes. you go. <laughs> you know, be, before it did that, I mean, there's still a very strong um, runover when it was on WB like ten years ago after school. Yeah. I, I honestly think that they should go back to doing that. They should stop making it, – it clearly hasn't worked out. There is nothing except the Wonder Woman movie that has helped them. And the only reason that worked out because it was an actually decent script and it just had more women. Like Those, those are your selling points. More women and a good script. Like, yeah. I just, think the only answer to this script. for yeah. DC animation side or movie side is just to sell everything to Marvel. And just, just, sell it, just sell it just to Marvel. Do a, just you guys do it better. That's there's no, I just we have we obviously have no faith in DC and Warner Brothers to do any of these things mm-hmm. correctly. So no. just give it to Marvel. I, and that's uh, kind of the, my my last point. Uh, any final thoughts? Just give leave? it to me. I could do remotely better. Don't talk go. to strangers. What's Thank you. Today? She could be anyone. I might have known you'd leave her crying What's her name again? You should be ashamed How could you treat her so unspeakably? Or did you think she was a different guy? For as the radio played in the bedroom wall What was that name? Was she the one who took away your pride and your reason? Why did you decide that you'd find it? a girl, you meet to try. that name you called is in her smile quite reminiscent of someone else who is it or isn't it oh why did you decide that you'd punish any girl you'd meet to try and make that feeling go 
What's her name today? Is she going to stay? So you can ruin her And soon she'll be twisted in chiffon Dress her like a dog String her like a bird She is peers of bells But it's hard to tell Now that she's hung up like a chandelier What's her name? What's her name? What's her name?